It's do or die for the Singapore Slingers in the ASEAN Basketball League playoffs. They're going to be facing up to Macau Black Bears and deciding game three Sunday afternoon at the OCBC Arena. To talk about the game and many other things around the Singapore Slingers, I'm with Michael Johnson. He is the general manager, co-owner of the Singapore Slingers and the assistant coach alongside Glenn Van Zeffen, who's a regular contributor here on Money FM. Michael, good to see you. Uh, Welcome back from your trip to China. It was a bit disappointing, wasn't it? The game too didn't go as you expected. Uh, yeah, well, it was always going to be a tough game because we were playing in their home building and uh, it was a do or die for them because we'd won game one. And uh, and they beat us on the buzzer. You know, it was a two-point loss and we led most of the game. So it was disappointing, but um, that's why you play the regular season to get home court advantage. So Sunday we'll, we'll face him again here. Yeah, so it was an 80-78 to 78 loss on Thursday in Game 2 in China. That was after a 102-91 to 91 victory last Sunday at the OCBC Arena. Glenn Van Zeffen and myself were there. <laughs> Enjoy it, Glenn. You know, we've both become massive uh, fans, so it's all coming down to Sunday afternoon now. Oh, absolutely. You know, we've, we've been fans, uh, regular fans, for three years now. Uh, three years ago, our, our good friend and, and sponsor, Chris Milliken, who is, uh, owns Penguin, sponsor of the, of the team, uh, invited us for our first game, and we loved it ever since. And so the past two years, we've had season tickets. We take the family every Sunday that the games are here, and it's just a really great afternoon out. And to see not only the the foreign fans there, but increasingly, a lot of Singaporeans are really getting into the game uh, and spending that two hours on a Sunday afternoon watching basketball indoors at the OCBC Arena. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's a wonderful time slot around four o'clock. But Michael, you know, this game that you didn't really want, you wanted to kill the series and win in, in China. So what's the morale like among the players? Uh, any injuries? Everyone fit and ready to go? No, we're, we're, we're in good, pretty good shape. I mean, it was a long trip back um, yesterday, um, but We'll train today and get ready for the action on Sunday. Um, but the morale's pretty good. We're disappointed we couldn't wrap it up in two. But, um, you know, we still have the advantage of the home court. And hopefully we'll get some good numbers there tomorrow, even though it's on short notice, um, to try and get through to that semifinal, which we really looking forward to. Mm, and looking at uh, breaking down the performance uh, in China compared to the one last Sunday in, in Game 1, where would you say... The team did well, and where did it fall down? No, I think we had a couple of our players that were a little bit down on form compared to the week before. Delvin Go, who contributed great in uh, at one of our local stars, who contributed well in game one. He had a disappointing game too. Um, and having said that, a couple of other locals, Desmond O and uh, Hun Bin, stepped up and had good games. I think probably uh, John Fields was a little bit down. Uh, Watkins had a great game. Um, so that, those guys will all be looking to bounce back at home and... Uh, Hopefully that we'll be able to do the job uh, on Sunday. Mm. One, th- you know, one thing I've noticed this season, Michael, having watched for the past few seasons, is this team is really coming together and playing together in a way that that I haven't seen in a couple of years. Uh, really, a, a great dynamic between uh, the the local Singapore players and the and the uh, foreign the international players that have come in. Yeah, well, Xavier, this is Xavier's fourth season, mm. so he he adds that. Um, familiarity to the kind players, continuity, as well, continuity. yeah, sure. Um, and and both John and Jaron have fitted in pretty pretty well straight away. So and we we try and recruit players that are, are ideally suited to fit in with our yeah. local players rather than the other way around. So I think um, we've had that good mix this year, and I think we're a more exciting team this year. Mm. You know, Jaron's athletic, and so's John, and and they've had some spectacular dunks through the year. And as Xavier said to me yesterday on the way back, he's um, 
you know, the fans seem to be more into it this year than they have been yeah. in the past and they're understanding more about the game and, and getting behind us a lot more and that, that adds to the the team's performance. But even uh, Delvin Go and Larry Lynn and, and uh, Desmond, of course, had that amazing three-quarter court uh, shot at the game uh, uh, this past week, uh, which was really, really, you know, fun to watch. Right? Yeah, well, I, I need to... Uh, that was JY. So JY will get oh, upset at me, me if he me. <laughs> <laughs> he won't tell it was Desmond. But I'm uh, sorry, I got that yeah, right. unfortunately yeah. that shot was right on the buzzer at uh, quarter time, and it was a three pointer. And had it counted, that could have been the difference in the game. But mm. you know they're the breaks. But um, no, Desmond had a great game there, and and so did Hunbin. So hopefully they'll repeat that performance, and we'll get a better, a bigger boost from Delvin and yeah. and some of the other locals and Larry's now been cleared to play for the rest of the playoffs, so that's that additional player that we've been missing the last two games. So, you know, we, we've had a good situation in that the number one and number two seeds both lost uh, in the first round, so we're now become the top seed. So if we can win into the play- semifinals, we have home court advantage. We make it to the final, we have home court advantage. So it's something we haven't had before. Mm. Uh, we've we've had home court advantage up all the way to the semi-final, but not to the championship. So, but we've got to take care of business. Obviously, if we yeah. lose uh, on Sunday, then that's a problem. Yeah. With Michael Johnson, the general manager of the Singapore Slingers, also co-owner and assistant coach. Like me, you're from Australia, and like me, you've been in Singapore a long time, and you've been involved with the Slingers for what a decade now, more than a decade. Tell, mm. me, tell me about the journey of, of coming uh, to Singapore, initially with the ABL, the Australian Basketball League, because the Slingers played in that, didn't they, uh, more than a decade ago? Yeah, well, this, is, this franchise was actually transferred from Newcastle, um, where it played in the uh, NBL as the Hunter Pirates. Um, and for the first two years in Singapore, we played in that league, but... You know, you can imagine the travel and the cost. Uh, the league, one of the things the league uh, saddled us with was we not only had to pay for our own travel costs, but for the visiting team and the referees. So we had a travel bill of half a million dollars a year, mm. plus the travel of, you know, going uh, every road trip was, you know, Australia, New Zealand. Uh, the tr- it was just, you know, too much. And then uh, in our third year, we were going to play in the NBL. Brisbane fell out, Sydney fell out, and we just decided... Uh, the then chairman of the Slingers, Tony Fernandez from yep. Air Asia, yes. decided um, this made no sense and we should be playing in ASEAN, uh, in the ASEAN region. And he was instrumental in starting up the ASEAN Basketball League uh, because we needed a league to play in if we got out of the NBL. So, yeah. and 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 now it's history. You know, this is our ninth season with the ABL and it's gone from strength to strength. You know, ten ten teams, ten different countries. Um, and it's it's showing through the playoffs how, how the parity in the league now, where the eighth, the seventh and eighth seeded teams knocked off the first and second teams in the first round, and um, and and it's tough. It's tough. You 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 win it this year, you're going to really deserve it. Yeah, you know one of the one of the things I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot here, Michael. And if if you want to be uh, diplomatic about this answer, I totally understand. But from the fans' perspective, one of the things we've noticed is a real unevenness in the refing that goes on. Some games, the refs are amazing. Other games, you're like, are you kidding me, right? Now, typical fan, right? I want, I want my team to win. I want Slingers to win. But what have you noticed over the course of those many years in terms of um, the officiating of the games and, and, how, and how that process is to really bring up to speed a, a, whole, a whole industry of, of, of referees where they maybe haven't been doing that before, like, let's say, in America? 
Well, I'll be diplomatic in that. If I say anything wrong, the league can fine me $10,000. for. <laughs> and you've got um, game three coming up. So would you rather not answer that question? That's no, okay. no, look, I mean, it's it's the thing about the league is it started as a development league for local players. Yeah. So, you know, for example, Singapore, the local players would play in the national team and they play three games a year. Yeah. Right now they're playing up to 30 games a year wow. and getting that experience. And then that has coincided, I, I think, directly with the fact that they've won two Sea game medals in, over the last mm. uh, three sea games. So it's a similar with the referees. Mm. I mean, some of these guys don't get the opportunity to re- referee at top level on a week to week basis. So um, it gives them the learning experience. On the flip side, is we can't, we don't have, uh, we need to have neutral referees. So the local referees can't referee local teams. So uh. when you're getting neutral referees, you may have a referee from uh, this year, we've had them from India from Korea, from mm. Japan, from China. They don't all speak English. They mm. don't all speak the same language. Mm. So the communication is not always mm. uh, as as fluent as you would is in, in most leagues where you're playing in the one country and you have right. the same, same referees. Oh. They also, sometimes they referee, you know, if, if you're referee in the Philippines, it's more of a physical style. If you're referee in some other countries, more running style. So you're bringing them all those together. And, and again, they don't referee together on a regular basis. Mm. Uh, you can get some disparity in the calls. And, yeah. and sometimes the players get frustrated because, you know, they're, they're not used to the referee style and, and some calls down one end are not the, they, they think are not the same on the other sure. end. So, sure. you know, it's, it's part and parcel of it, you know. And as the league grows, you know, it's only in its ninth year. You know, most leagues that are successful in the world have been around 40, 50, you know, 100 years. Mm. You know, eventually, if, if we want to improve the standard of refereeing, we have to get our own referees, you know, and that costs a lot of money. Mm. Um, and then you can sort of uh, police what they're doing and you can grade them and you can, you know, evaluate them and so forth. But as it is now, we work with FIBA and FIBA Asia and they supply the referees and, and they roster the referees. The mm. league doesn't have anything to do with the rostering of the referees mm. either. Interesting. So we, we take what we get and uh, we try to do the best with it. With Michael Johnson, he is the general manager, a co-owner and assistant coach of the Singapore Slingers facing deciding game three at home at the OCBC Arena, 4 p.m. A Sunday against Macau Black Bears, one all in the series. My daughter's become a massive Slingers fan, Michael. Mm-hmm. I took her to the game the other day and she can't stop talking about the team. Uh, why do you think it is that people say that uh, the OCBC Arena, the Sunday afternoon basketball, is the best sports experience in Singapore at the moment? Yeah, well, I, I mean, we spoke about that earlier. I think it's just, um, I think we, we put on a great entertainment day, and it, whether it's the cheer girls, the mascot, the game itself, I think our team's more explosive this year, and and it's a great environment. It's air-conditioned, you know, and comfortable. It's, great. it's good. We've, we've made it more related to the family. So it's safe for the family and, you know, you can let your kids do pretty much whatever you want. And so I think um, – and there's not many things like us on a regular basis week yeah. to week. And, and as I said, air-conditioned comfort. Mm. So, And the Sunday, you know, we found that that's by far our best uh, drawing day. And the 4 o'clock time slot fits – with uh, people being able to, you know, have dinner afterwards and get their family home to bed. Or go to church the next earlier day. in the exactly. day. Exactly. Get there easily via MRT or buses. Yeah, well, the facilities are fantastic. You know, yeah. the, the MRT is right out, out front of the uh, the door. Um, it's easy access in and out of the building. Um, and, it, you know, it's a comfortable environment. And hopefully the, 
the uh, product on the floor enhances <laughs> it and, and gets people to come. But I think you're you're you've left out the most important thing from my family's perspective, and that is the players stick around after the game, and they're accessible for photographs and autographs and handshakes and yeah. high fives, and you know, every, after every game, you know, they're they're down there, and part of that family experience and the and the fan experience. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. There's that's, something we we put in many years ago, and. And, you know, it's not always uh, when you lose a game, especially you lose on the buzzer, it's tough mm, for the players very to, tough. to stay around there. But we, mm. we sort of mandate it and, and yeah. they enjoy it as well because, you know, and, and as you say, the fans, they appreciate it. You know, I, I've had people write to me and say, look, you, you lost, you got smashed by 20 in a specific game, and but the players still hung around yeah. and we appreciate that and pre- appreciate the effort. And the players appreciate it as well. I mean, at the end of the day, they... They celebrate with the fans if we win, and they commiserate. With the yeah. fans commiserate mm-hmm. with them if they lose. So, well, and the fans stick around no matter if, whether it's a win or a loss. They don't just yeah, bolt no, if it's a loss. No, right? it's, they want to be part of that. Yeah, and, and it's, oh, I think it's a big part because a lot of professional teams you never get that opportunity. Yeah, you know, right. they, they, as soon as the game's over, they're in the tunnel, they're out of there. You don't mm. get that the ability to touch them for for the want of a better word and mm. interact with them on a on a one on one basis and. And our guys are happy to take photos and, and be there. And I, I think that's a big part of the fan experience. Yeah. That, that's in the, a key thing for our games. Well, Michael, you grew up in Brisbane. You played for a long time in the NBL in Australia in Newcastle. What would you have said back then if I told you in 2019 you'd be uh, working with the Singapore Slingers for more than a dozen years <laughs> and uh, you know wearing many different hats? Yeah, I, I, I would have probably said you're crazy. Having said that, <laughs> I'd actually played in Singapore Many years ago, they had the Merlin Cup, which they brought back for a few years. But um, some 20, 22 years ago, um, I came over here with the Newcastle Falcons and we played in the Merlin Cup. And the, the indoor stadium was only two years old and whatever. I played mm-hmm. at the old Gay World Stadium. Wow. So it was certainly an experience and one I enjoyed. Um, but if I'd have known then that I'd be back here working for 12 <laughs> years, I would have said, no, that, that ain't going to happen. But um, yeah. You know, Australian born and bred and sort of used to that sort of culture and so forth. But uh, I've enjoyed my time here and um, and the Slingers have, have been a big thing for me and, uh, and I'm just glad I've had the opportunity to be here. Great opportunity on Sunday for this uh, Game 3 playoff game for people to come who maybe haven't gone to a Slingers game before. What would you say to somebody who, who's never been to a basketball game, might be a little bit on the fence, eh, I don't know if I want to go if I'm going to understand it or whatever. Uh, how would you encourage them to show up for that game on Sunday? Uh, the tickets are not expensive and, and just have a, you know, a great afternoon, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Yeah, well, we haven't changed our ticket prices, I think, for nine years. So, <laughs> you know, we want it to be affordable. Yeah. Um, look, it's just a great day out. And, and with Sunday, if it's going to be your first game, it's going to be Game three, final game of a playoff series. So right. it doesn't get much more exciting. All than the that. marbles are <laughs> on the table. So you know, if if you're going to come to an environment that's going to be pressure packed, exciting, uh, get along to the game on Sunday. Air conditioned comfort, catch the MRT right to the right to the <laughs> venue, and and uh, you know you you will have a great day. You know, and then hopefully it'll be all tipped off with the Slingers. Victory. And tickets can get actually on the day, can't yeah, you? Yeah, you can buy them at the venue. Yep. So you can buy them online uh, through Apectix or you can you can get them at the venue just at the door. So it's um, that, that's accessible. Uh, we hope to have a big crowd, but on such a late notice because we, again, we played Thursday night mm. and we didn't know whether it would be a game three until, you know, after that game. So, um, 
So a little bit late notice, so we're not sure about you know how big a crowd we'll have, but uh, I'm sure our our most loyal supporters will get along because it'll be a great game, and you know it's a do or die, you know. Well, you'll definitely have my daughter there. She is a <laughs> Slingers fanatic. Uh, Glenn's family will be there. Yep. Michael Johnson, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. You are the general manager. You're also the co-owner and the assistant coach of the Singapore Slingers. Go Slingers, Glenn, on Sunday. Go Slingers, absolutely. All the Thanks, best. guys. I appreciate it.